1: daily bonuses that should brighten your day lot, actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw avoid we prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus
2: welcome to the wwe podcast elimination chamber reaction and review show boy we've got some things to talk about not exactly an unpredictable pay-per-view while not every booking decision was a terrible one That final one of the night with Brock Lesnar winning the WWE championship may come back to bite WWE and hard. So we're going to talk about that and everything else right after this. Let's talk about supplements for just a minute. The market of supplements is overcrowded, right? It's oversaturated. There's too many to choose from. You just don't know which one you want. You don't know which one's effective, what has potential harmful side effects. Well, I have one that I can tell you with confidence is not only not going to give you any of those negative side effects, but also will provide you with the energy that's sustainable. It doesn't have those crashes. And the product I'm talking about is called Energy Boost. It's from a company called Vitaly Boost, and they sell a bunch of other great products. But you can check out the website at vitaliboost.com. That's V-I-T-A-L-I boost.com. So what makes Energy Boost so great? Well, It's made from natural, clinically researched ingredients that include caffeine, B vitamins, and other energy-stimulating nutrients, and it's perfect whether you're working out, gaming, studying, or during those intimate times with your partner. Not only does Energy Boost give you sustained, powerful energy, it's also specifically formulated to avoid those negative effects that I was talking about. That's some people experience with just consuming caffeine alone. I'm a massive coffee drinker. I can tell you the crash is no fun, right? We all know that. Those of us that are Starbucks aficionados, or um, wherever you may get your coffee, we all know what that does. This is not going to give you that crash. And Vitaly Boost, by the way, is a leader in the supplement uh, energy market. And customers absolutely love them. Right now they have a 92% five-star review on Judge Me. It's a third-party review platform that only accepts reviews from verified purchases. So you know they're not just creating these manufactured uh, manufactured reviews. These are real people reviewing the product, honestly. And 92% is a, an amazing, amazing uh, five-star rating review. So check out Energy Boost today, risk-free. You can go to VitaliBoost.com. Again, that's V-I-T-A-L-I, Boost.com. You use our promo code WWE for a discount. But if you're interested in learning a little bit more about the science behind Energy Boost, visit my Vitali Boosts health guide at VitaliBoost.com. Again, V-I-T-A-L-I Boost.com. And right there, you'll find information from peer-reviewed academic journals about the active ingredients in all of Vitali Boost supplements. All of these supplements, by the way, are made in the United States. That's cool. And a reminder, go to VitaliBoost.com and use our promo code WWE. You'll get a discount on Energy Boost and all of their other great supplements. So don't miss out, guys. Go check out Energy Boost. And again, it's vitaliboost.com, V-I-T-A-L-I-boost.com.
1: This is WWE superstar Drew McIntyre. You're listening to the WWE Podcast. One that everybody wants, me. Jackie Lynch is going to Wrestlemania. Play more! Play more! Oh! Oh! Austin
2: 316 says I just ripped your ass. This is, is my You're going to acknowledge me. Welcome to the WWE Podcast. We are going to talk about Elimination Chamber that concluded last night. I'm recording this on a Sunday, Sunday morning, actually, February 20th, 2022, And believe it or not, WrestleMania is the next stop. Six weeks away, we'll be talking about WrestleMania night two and all of the things that happened on night one. So we always say how quickly it goes. And I think this year is going to be no different. We look up, we blink and WrestleMania is next week. So that is just life. And I expect that to happen again as time continues to just fly by. But we're here to talk about WWE Elimination Chamber that concluded and, and concluded in a way that I don't think the fans, even in Saudi Arabia, appreciated. The way that Brock Lesnar won the WWE Championship in such dominant fashion, it was the good old message sent from WWE that Brock Lesnar is all the way up here and everyone else is here. If you can imagine my hands, I, I'm motioning them through audio. It's difficult, but you imagine what motions I'm making. Brock Lesnar is just leaps ahead everyone else, and he is above all. And while I'm a Brock Lesnar fan, and he's a money guy, he's an actual needle mover, not just what the t-shirt says on Roman, although Roman's becoming that as well. Brock Lesnar is a true needle mover. He's a household name. Everyone knows who Brock Lesnar is. Even if you don't follow MMA or WWE, you talk to anybody on the street, they'd say, Yeah, that, that, that fighter guy. They at least know the name. And Brock Lesnar last night, in dominant fashion, dispatched Seth Rollins, AJ Styles, and Austin Theory, who was the final competitor in the ring against Lesnar, the final roadblock before Lesnar became WWE champion, which you all knew no, Austin Theory had no chance. Even, even Corey Graves, when Austin Theory was making his entrance, said, you know, most people have not given him a chance in hell. Well, exa- that's exactly right, Corey. And don't try to change my mind otherwise. There's no chance. The only reason he was the final guy against Brock was because he's Vince McMahon's pet project. That's it. Now, he didn't show really any offense whatsoever other than a low blow against Brock Lesnar. So the only thing he's got going for him is he just happened to be the last choice for Brock. Not that Brock couldn't eliminate him. Or that Brock had trouble eliminating him. It's just just by happenstance. That's all. But the perception is that Austin Theory made a name for himself. He did not make a name for himself. Austin Theory didn't make a name for Nobody made a name for themselves. You know who made a name for themselves? Brock Lesnar. Who doesn't need to make a name for himself. What I will say, the final spot was a pretty big bump from Austin Theory. With the F5 off of the top of the pod. But... I would have actually liked to have seen Brock actually deliver the F5 jumping off with him doing the F5. Otherwise it's just essentially tossing somebody off, you know. To me I, I don't consider that a true F5 off the top. If Brock had gone with him into the ring, then I would have said, "Yeah, damn, that's a true F5." Other than that, you're just a you're just a spinning bump, you know. Anyway, um, Brock Lesnar ends up kicking the pod down, breaking through it. So much for that bulletproof glass Eric Bischoff tried to sell us on 20 years ago. I think that's been gone by the wayside. Uh, Bobby Lashley really is the other story here. Being quote-unquote concussed, not being able to participate in the actual elimination chamber match after Seth Rollins uh, buckle-bombed. Who, uh, who was it? Um, was it Austin Theory threw the pod into Bobby Lashley? I, I may have gotten the person wrong, but... He buckled somebody through the pod, and that apparently was enough to concuss uh, Bobby Lashley. I don't think that that's a real deal. That's a story. I I don't think that that's the real thing here. But they tried to make it real. They did their best to sell us on the fact that Bobby couldn't compete. And to me, it's a coward's way out. It's a coward way out to uh, having Bobby Lashley not compete and having WWE just not even have him participate in the match. That's cowardly. That's, that's just, that's shameful booking. Now in the very, 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 very small chance that this is true, that Bobby Lashley actually was concussed again, I'm just giving that like a 1% chance then. Okay, fine. No, no problem at all. Of course, safety is paramount. The safety of the performers is absolutely the number one concern. And I completely agree with them taking him out of the match, but in the 99% chance that this is a work and I believe it was then. Yeah, this is cowardly, shameful booking it's a way to protect Bobby Lashley who doesn't need to be protected at this point. And you could have, if you're going to still have Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley come down to those two, to me, that would have solidified Brock even further. If you're going to have Brock win the chamber, at least own it, you know, at least go all the way through. Don't tiptoe around Brock winning the belt and getting the easiest path to it. If you're going to have Brock win, Do it in the way that makes him the strongest because he's going to face Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. Instead, they had Bobby not even compete. So that's the out for Bobby. But again, Bobby beat him in the previous pay per view. So if Brock beat him here, okay, they're even. You know? Uh, And they could have had a hell of a showing for Bobby. Even in a loss, Bobby Lashley could have been elevated. But instead, he's taken out of the match. Again, assuming this is a work this is cowardly by by creative and the, the crowd was not into this the, the crowd um well they were cheering for Brock I think that they they were all in on AJ Styles uh even Seth Rollins they kept singing his song throughout the match or at least towards the beginning of the match I heard it I think more and also throughout it I heard spouts of it and having how easily that that's that's the biggest problem I have with this is not yeah. yes Brock winning is bad yes it's bad it's bad and I'll get to the actual consequences of this decision in a minute but how Brock won easily defeating Seth and AJ that was a that was a that's a problem
0: with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom
2: took them out. That is if I was to point to just one thing about that match that annoyed me the most, it's that. You built up Seth Rollins for months. Seth has found an identity. He's rolling. And you have him get beat with one single F5 without a hell without really any kind of showing whatsoever from Seth. He just is there as a essentially a, a sacrificial lamb for Brock and same with Riddle. And AJ Styles. And don't forget about Riddle. I think I forgot to mention him. Riddle also got completely demolished. And I know that that was that's been a kind of a fun in, uh, little rivalry. If you haven't if you haven't dove into the Riddle and Brock Lesnar thing, just just Google it. There is actually a little bit of history there. But even Riddle, who's been built up pretty nicely, character development wise, in a tag team with Randy, all those things, gets beat, beats AJ, beats Seth. Nothing matters to Vince other than Brock and Roman. So that to me is the biggest problem. It, not again, specifically with the match, it's how easily Brock beat those three competitors that had been very well established on Raw. And it's a message from Vince that yeah, you love all these little guys here, but this is my guy. Right? Like you you love all your your little homegrown heroes, but this is the guy that we're pushing to the main event of WrestleMania again. So I'm going to get into the long-term ramifications of this and why this is going to backfire in WWE in a big way in just a second. But first, again, welcome to the WWE podcast. We are here almost every single day. We produce about eight, ten shows a week. Our website, uh, wwepodcast.com, is nearing completion. You can go and take a look at the uh, kind of the in-progress version of it right now, if you want to take a look and, uh, let me know what you guys think. It's, I think getting close. There are some things that aren't working yet. There's the VIP area that doesn't work. Uh, we put in stock images for where the podcasts will go. So there's things that don't work, but it's a general outline of how it's going to, how it's going to shape up. So head on over to wwe and, uh, pretty soon there'll be some pretty cool content up there, including exclusive video, um, exclusive video, um, uh, that I will be posting regularly. So um, consider that. Uh, And I'll let you know when it's launching. And that probably won't be for another week or so, uh, maybe longer. But I'll have to talk to my web guy. So um, also check out Ashley Mann's podcast. It's called Kick Ash, K-I-K-A-S-H, the Kick Ash podcast. She did a great uh, review on the Rumble and has some other great content on there, as well as uh, Football Function. That is done by Michael Ritter. And he has his own podcast. So check out Football Function. Go support our co-host, guys. Go support. The last thing I'll say, if you want to go ad-free, and many of you have joined over the last week or so to get on that Discord server on Patreon, Patreon's great because for a dollar, it gets you in the door, so to speak, for ad-free everything. But also, it allows you to get onto the Discord server and chat with all the other patrons. It's exclusive to Patreon. No matter what tier you get in there, it's available to you. Even the bottom tier of a dollar, you can get into the Discord server. And it was a great chat. I wasn't a part of it. I forgot that the damn pay-per-view started or the premium live event started at noon. And uh, yeah, until like bedtime hits, it's really impossible for me to do anything. So uh, I really wasn't active in there, but I'm going to scroll through and read some, some of the chat. I'm sure it's entertaining. Um, you guys are just so fun to, to watch um, in the back and forth and things. So... That's available to you the second you sign up to Patreon, as well as on Apple Podcasts. The Apple Podcast app, you click that subscribe button and you click the ad-free, you're in. You're golden. All ad-free. You don't have to go anywhere. So, Okay, let's move on. Let's talk about the long-term ramifications here. What are the long-term issues that WWE has now created for themselves? Well, short-term, what they've done is taken the WWE Championship and just completely taken that opportunity away from all the other stars and they've put it into one basket. All their eggs are in one basket now. And there's no need for this. I tweeted this out. The match between Roman and Brock, number one, we've seen it twice already at WrestleMania. Number two, we don't need a title for this match even to begin with. I mean, even if there was no belt, it's a main event at WrestleMania. But the other issue is now there's two belts. So now the Royal Rumble winner gets a shot at the WWE, or gets a shot at the uh, Universal Championship, but also Brock just completely, uh, the creative took the other path that's typically available to stars that didn't win the Rumble, and he has cannibalized that, Vince, into one singular match. For, by the way, two guys that are already made, two guys that don't need any belts. In fact, I would argue that bringing in these two belts, I've said this before, actually detracts from the match. Because the fans realize what this has done. Fans realize the consequence of this. So the short term is you have put all your eggs in one basket and there's no path for the other stars. The long term of this is that this could, number one, decrease morale, which morale is a big issue in WWE anyway, anyway right now. And they have told fans that your stars that you like don't really matter compared to what we feel are the big stars. And we will cannibalize and sacrifice that other path to the championship for for legacy stars. And we're not about building youth. That's essentially what they've said. And I can imagine. I feel for Seth. I feel for Riddle. I feel for AJ. That, and Bobby. That, excuse me. That could have been competing for the WWE Championship at WrestleMania, and now. It's put into one match. For what? Not To me, I don't care who wins this now. I mean, I guess I'd want Roman because Roman's the guy that's going to be here longer than Brock. And now you also re- run the risk of the fans turning on this match at WrestleMania because there's no other top championship match on the men's side now. Fans realize what you've done. It's garbage. I I'm a big fan of Roman. I'm a big fan of Brock. But... <laughs> I'm not of the belief, just because I'm of such a big fan of those two and their legacy and the body of work that they've had, that it's worth cannibalizing the other path to the championship that would help make young talent, help get them over. Now, what are they supposed to do at WrestleMania? What's Seth, what, Seth going to do? Hell, what's Edge going to do? You know, Not that I would want Edge to become champion, but maybe he's in the conversation. Again, Rollins, Riddle, Orton. What, what are they doing? I'm assuming it's still Riddle and Orton. That's happening. A breakdown of that it was, might, might happen on Raw tomorrow night. But this is going to have long-term ramifications that I hope, I hope, and I'd, it's crazy to say, given how great of a run Roman has had, that the WWE fans in Dallas turn on this match at WrestleMania. And it wouldn't be for turning on it like they have in the past, or at least... The reason they would turn on it is different this time. In the past, it would be because the, it's a rejection of the Roman Reigns babyface character that we all knew he was going to win. Let's just get the Roman Reigns win over with so he can become champion. We can move on with our lives. This is different. It, it's not so much who wins or loses. It's not so much even babyface heel problems. The problem with this one is the fans realizing what they've done to the rest of the roster and coming ne- kind of to the, the defense of the rest of the roster. And while the the Competitors, the performers, Rollins and Riddle and all that, they have a voice backstage. There's no louder voice than one that at WrestleMania rejects this match on its face because of what they've done. Do I think the fans will do that? I I wouldn't rule it out. But there's a possibility that the fans outright say this is crap. This match, this matchup between Roman and Brock does not need to have both belts. This has Vince McMahon written all over it. This is what Vince wanted. This is the match that, honestly, this is the match no one asked for, but it's the match that Vince wanted, and the, titles, the title that no one asked for to be brought into this is now in this. So that's the biggest problem I have, and I think they have a long-term problem on their hands. Kind of a quick thought on it, as far as WrestleMania goes, I think Roman probably wins, I think, and then maybe The Rock comes out and stares him down leading to another year long build for rock and Roman at WrestleMania 39 in LA. That way the fans get something to sink their teeth into for a year from now. And you know, they don't leave angry and the rock maybe saves this situation. I don't know, but that's how I'm viewing this right now. And let me know what you guys think. This is absolutely, I mean, I don't want to say travesty because I think that's overselling it, but it's, it's a shame. It's shameful. It's, Cowardly booking. It's unnecessary by Vince to do this to put this into the match. And uh, I feel for the talent that have worked all year to have a title match, and all the eggs are going into Roman Brock that we've already seen twice, by the way, at WrestleMania. So that's how I feel. Before I go in circles, let me know what you guys think about this. So, all right, let's take a. I'm going to take a breather, and then we're going to get to the rest of the card, which wasn't terrible. A little predictable, but uh, we've got some good stuff to talk about, guys. It's not going to be all complaining. So, those of you that want to write a one-star review on Apple Podcasts, don't worry. I'll, I'll give you, I will give you some, uh, some fuel. So, um, all right, let's take a break for the sponsor, and we will be right back. Let's talk about supplements for just a minute. The market of supplements is overcrowded, right? It's oversaturated. There's too many to choose from. You just don't know which one you want. You don't know which one's effective. What has potential harmful side effects? Well, I have one that I can tell you with confidence is not only not going to give you any of those negative side effects, but also will provide you with the energy that's sustainable. It doesn't have those crashes. And the product I'm talking about is called Energy Boost. It's from a company called Vitali Boost, and they sell a bunch of other great products. But you can check out the website at vitaliboost.com. That's V-I-T-A-L-I boost.com. So what makes Energy Boost so great? Well, It's made from natural, clinically researched ingredients that include caffeine, B vitamins, and other energy-stimulating nutrients. And it's perfect whether you're working out, gaming, studying, or during those intimate times with your partner. Not only does Energy Boost give you sustained, powerful energy, it's also specifically formulated to avoid those negative effects that I was talking about. That's some people experience with just consuming caffeine alone. I, I'm a massive coffee drinker. I can tell you the crash is no fun, right? We all know that. Those of us that are Starbucks affectionados or um, wherever you may get your coffee, we all know what that does. This is not going to give you that crash. And Vitality Boost, by the way, is a leader in the supplement uh, energy market. And customers absolutely love them. Right now they have a 92% five-star review on Judge Me. It's a third-party review platform that only accepts reviews from verified purchases. So you know they're not just creating these manufactured uh, manufactured reviews. These are real people reviewing the product, honestly. And 92% is a, an amazing, amazing uh, five-star rating review. So check out Energy Boost today, risk-free. You can go to VitaliBoost.com. Again, that's V-I-T-A-L-I, Boost.com. You use our promo code WWE for a discount. But if you're interested in learning a little bit more about the science behind Energy Boost, visit my Vitali Boosts health guide at VitaliBoost.com. Again, V-I-T-A-L-I Boost.com. And right there, you'll find information from peer-reviewed academic journals about the active ingredients in all of Vitali Boost supplements. All of these supplements, by the way, are made in the United States. That's cool. And a reminder, go to VitaliBoost.com and use our promo code WWE. You'll get a discount on Energy Boost and all of their other great supplements. So don't miss out, guys. Go check out Energy Boost. And again, it's vitaliboost.com. V-I-T-A-L-I-boost.com.
0: With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time.
2: Okay, let's jump into the beginning of the card here. Let's go with Rey Mysterio and The Miz. Miz loses. Rey Mysterio beats The Miz. It's actually a bit surprising. I picked the opposite, The Miz, to win. And here's what CBS Sports is. Just, again, I use CBS Sports all the time just as a reference to make sure I don't miss it. And uh, the referee kicked Dominic out from ringside. Miz tried to hit Ray with a skull-crushing finale, only for Rey to uh, roll him up for the win- uh, pin. At, excuse me. After the match, the Mysterials further beat down the Miz. Standard kickoff match, priming the fans up with some good old fashioned face over heel action. Yeah, I mean, how about, how often do the do the uh, ba- babyfaces win on the kickoff show? It's just kind of a way to fire the crowd up, get them excited. And uh, you know, if you're on the kickoff, baby faces win a high percentage of the time. It's just surprising that the Miz continues to collapse here. Uh, not that I'm a fan of his character, the most unevolved character of all time. I know a lot of you don't agree with me on that. In fact, I might have somebody on that disagrees with me. To debate it, Miz is a uh, just a complete spinning your wheel heel for the last twelve years. But Rey Mysterio wins here, so I guess the face of WWE 2K22 is the reason he wins. <laughs> I don't have much to say about this. I was hoping that Dominic would end up turning on Ray, and we'd get a story between Ray and Dominic for WrestleMania. Nope, that's not what happened. All right, the main show then opened up with Roman Reigns and Goldberg, and this is exactly what you'd expect. There were some other moves other than the spear and the jackhammer, although the jackhammer never materialized. But essentially, this was power move heavy. I mean, look, you know, Goldberg's not going to turn into a lucha libre overnight. That's not his style. That's not what we'd expect. That's not what would happen. And uh, this match is exactly what you'd expect, though. A short, to-the-point Roman Reigns victory uh, with a little bit of a spot where you think Goldberg could win. Uh, so here's the description. Just so the end, it, the end of it anyway. The challenger failed again to hit this, the follow-up jackhammer. This was after the second spear. Instead of getting locked into the guillotine choke, Goldberg tried to slam his way out of the hold, but was eventually choked out, forcing the referee to stop the match as short as expected. Uh, given Goldberg's limitations in the ring, there was nothing good about the match, but if avoided, but it avoided any sort of disaster, which was certainly a possibility coming into it. So they gave this a C plus. I'd give it a C minus. It was like, eh, it was okay. It, was, it was, you know, we've seen worse, namely Undertaker Goldberg. If you want a disaster of a match to compare it to, then this one is much better. Um, but hopefully this is the last time we see Goldberg for, for the love of God. I have a feeling though, with WrestleMania being the next pay-per-view, that could be Goldberg's final match. And then he'll get the victory there and walk off into the sunset. But if this is Goldberg's final match, then, um, you know, I, I'm not sitting here shedding any tears. All right, so the Women's Elimination Chamber match. I think this was better than the men's. We got Bianca Belair, Liv Morgan, Dewdrop, Rhea Ripley, Nikki, A.S.H., and, and Alexa Bliss. So um, Bliss, whose pod contained a swing, because it has to apparently. Apparently, we're still on the stupid swing garbage. <sighs> enter the match. <laughs> Belair having secured her spot as a final woman to enter the match on this past Monday's Raw. Um uh, had obviously she was the final entrant, but leaving it to a four woman match as Belair entered. So as Belair entered, it was a four woman match. Belair immediately went to work on uh, with on Bliss with quote unquote showy offense. Never heard that before. And Morgan before coming face to face with Ripley, the two made the decision to align briefly and hit tandem delayed vertical suplexes. And the alliance broke quickly when uh, Ripley slapped Belair, and the two began to brawl. And the ensuing chaos, Bliss managed to take out Morgan, hitting her with Twisted Bliss for the elimination. And then moments later, Belair hit Ripley with the K.O.D., and then Ripley is eliminated. That left it to Bliss and Belair to battle it out. And Belair missed a four-fifty splash, countered into a Bliss DDT, and eventually she hit the um, K.O.D. for the victory. I-, I think it was good. I mean, uh, we had uh, CBS Sports give it a A minus. I wouldn't go A category. I'd give it a B plus it was good this is certainly better than the men's and it left a little bit of you know a, a little bit of mystery as to who would win this there was a little less uncertainty in terms of who would win this compared to the men's chamber match with rhea ripley i think creating a case on last monday night making a showing of beating three credible opponents in a row ultimately to lose to bel-air but you do wonder you know bel-air did get a little bit of booze here and yeah it's overseas sometimes those overseas crowds can be a little bit wonky but when you look at this, Air, for whatever reason, was chosen last to enter the gauntlet last week and then won the gauntlet. And then the gauntlet prize was to be last into the chamber. So Air has had the easiest path possible. Is that really the path you want for the baby face? I don't know. It's weird. You know, Air has had the easy peasy lemon squeezy path to the uh, championship match against uh, Becky Lynch at WrestleMania. That said, guys, just because Bianca won doesn't mean we're going to get one-on-one. I could see Rhea Ripley interjecting herself into this. And I, I, you know what? I'm not a fan of triple threats as a general rule, but Rhea Ripley and Bianca Belair work so well together. And Rhea has, as of late, shown and reminded us how good she is. I think there's a case to be made. I wouldn't hate it. I wouldn't hate it. All right, on to the Ronda Rousey, Naomi, and Charlotte Flair and Sonya Deville match. I, it was, oh, okay, look it's weird seeing the women so covered up. I understand that they're supposed to because of the culture and the government, the the laws and all these things. Are we really supposed to celebrate this place? Are we really supposed to celebrate Jeddah, Saudi Arabia? Uh, For what? Being 500 years behind the times, forcing women to cover head to toe and only allowing a women's match, what, like a few years ago with Lacey Evans and Natalia. Are we supposed to celebrate this as some sort of progressive accomplishment? And then when they do compete, they have to essentially, you know, cover any exposed skin except their face. It's, I don't know, not that I'm not saying, oh, I want to see the woman's, you know, um, I don't need to see boobs in my face. But at the same time, their skin tight outfits don't leave much to the imagination. (laughs) You know, my God, the, the skin tight outfits, especially Charlotte Flair, my God, she might as well have just been, like painted on her uh, her uh, her outfit, right? Her attire was I I swear it was painted on. But um, you know, so I don't know how much better that is. That the okay, yeah, I covered everything, but it's as tight as it can get. Um, I don't know. So, this match was okay. And I told you guys, when I heard that Ronda Rousey had said in a backstage dig- digital exclusive on wwe.com that I could beat Sonia Deville with one arm tied behind my back, it came back to biter and lo and behold, this came back to biter. So, you know, uh cheers to me and uh, pat myself on the back here. Maybe I won't do it too hard. I might break my uh, back. But that said, uh, that's exactly what we got here. And seeing Ronda with no makeup in a karate outfit, um, much different. I got to say much different. Uh, It was weird. I don't don't know what to make of it, but uh, Ronda Rousey took a beating. She felt she felt vulnerable, but only because she had one arm tied behind her back. The match was fine. Um, It's exactly what we would have expected. Ronda Rousey, Getting the victory, and this is what CBS Sports said: the match was fairly clunky, which wasn't helped by forcing Ronda to work with just her left arm for the entire match. Which, wh- while she can be a dramatic performer when she's on, Rousey is not a skilled enough wrestler to have one arm—a uh, one-armed wrestler's skill set. Yeah, um, th- yeah, that, that's true, and I, I I understand that. That's that is true, and you know it's actually kind of dangerous. Especially if you're not a skilled performer that does this every day for a living, that you have to wrestle with one arm, safety of the performer, safety of their opponents—it's a risk. It's a risk, but they did it without incident, and we had um, Sonya Deville tap out, protecting Charlotte Flair, and leaving you wanting to see Rousey and Charlotte. And by the way, Naomi still looks good. I'm, I'm a big fan of Naomi, especially as of late. My God, um, you know they even on Raw or on the pay-per-view, on the premium live event it's going to take a while to get out of me. They said that that was a career performance from Naomi, and I agree. All right, now on to the next match here, one that's completely, completely surprised me in the best way, and I never thought I'd be praising this match, and that, of course, is Mad Cat Moss and Drew McIntyre, a matchup that I think all of us come in saying, why is Drew in this match? This match is just... Uh, you know, on the card to get drew on the card. He's not in any kind of significant program. What, what is happening? And we didn't have high expectations for this match, but it boy, did it over deliver and they put in an effort and it, it really, to me, wasn't a referendum on drew as it is as much as mad cat Moss got a lot of props here and showed what he can do in a bigger, biggest spot that he's had in his career so far. And my God, of course, that bump he took on his head, huh. uh, You could hear the announcers. You could see Baron Corbin. You could see everybody just in real reality, not pro wrestling, but in in real life, be concerned about the health and well-being of Madcap Moss. He could have easily broken his neck, concussed himself. Maybe he did. uh, Just so many different things. That was a brutal bump. The Alabama slam that he essentially just spiked himself, as Corey Graves said, a a pile driver of sorts, right on his head. I mean, oh, my God. Um, but outside of that, it was a gr- really good match, physical as hell, and it, it actually kept the crowd engaged. Um, and and Madcap Moss ends up losing, but that's what as expected. Corbin ends up uh, scampering up the the ramp. I hope it's not leading to Corbin versus McIntyre at WrestleMania. We can we can all hope for that that it's not leading to this, because nobody wants to see McIntyre and Corbin and Madcap Moss ever again i mean like we're done with it as good as that was we're done we're ready for drew to move on to wrestlemania caliber talent and we don't know what that is yet because i don't i really don't know who he could team with at this point um what we'll, we'll have to see this week is going to be very very telling where they're looking at for wrestlemania so i'm uh I'm, I'm you know i'm excited for drew if they have something planned for him but i'm also very concerned that it's going to lead to just corbin versus mcintyre at wrestlemania in like a kickoff show You know, so um, all right, moving on to the next match here. We and actually, by the the way, CBS Sports gave this a B and they uh, talked about, you know, the fact that Mad Cat Moss is lucky he didn't break his neck. But um, all right. Becky Lynch versus Lita. This was good. Honestly, I expected it to be this good. Did it blow me away? Did it make me want to see Lita come back full time? No and no, but it was good. It was good, as good of a comeback as you could have expected from Lita, and Lita was a step behind. It even sh- it showed that the women of today, I think, would have even exceeded what Lita and Trish put together at their best, because Lita was a step behind Becky. Granted, the age difference and the fact that Lita hasn't had a one on one match in sixteen years. Now, the way they said it was a meaningful match, I think Lita's had some matches. How are they not meaningful? I think that's disrespectful to that. Didn't she team with Trish Stratus at one point a couple of years ago? I just don't think that that's a great phrase to say that it's meaningful. Of course, she's had meaningful matches. They should have just said her first championship match. I think that was a bit disrespectful uh, to the other matches. Um, but I will say this, that Lita did a great job. And she got the respect from the crowd. They gave her a curtain call. And yes, She lost she lost uh, to Becky Lynch. No disrespect there. No no expect or no um no harm no foul there. I think it continues to work on Becky's legacy. Becky you could tell was emotionally exhausted and exhilarated to be working with her true childhood hero and said that there really would be no Lita or Becky Lynch without Lita. And by the way her line saying that now that there is a Becky Lynch there can be no Lita. Great line. My god, that's a great line. But you could tell they were both very, very um, honored to work with one another. And Becky did say something to Lita at the end of the match. I would assume something of like, thank you. It was an honor. Uh, You don't know how much this means to me. That's my guess. You could tell she talked to Lita right after the three count of the manhandle slam. But it did leave you to believe when she hit Twist of Fate and the Moonsault, there was that moment, right? That's all we could ask for was that one single moment of could Lita do it? could Lita pull off the impossible and go on a run and completely change the landscape of WrestleMania? But who wants to see Bianca Belair versus Lita? It's not as exciting. I don't think as Lita or rather Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair, which I think we're going to get nonetheless, good job by both women. And I think that Lita, this could be it for her. She was tearful at the end. And I think for her, this is truly it. So kudos to both women. And, you know, we'll have to see if Becky can hold on to it at WrestleMania. I don't know, but, um, All right, moving on here, and the next match was the SmackDown Tag Team Championship of the Usos versus the Viking Raiders. Now, this is a match that, oh, yeah, by the way, didn't even happen, and that was because the Usos, once again, blindsided the Viking Raiders, although they came right in front of them, but... WWE is just afraid to have this match. <laughs> I think that they, they tried to frame it as if the Usos tried to help themselves by not having the match and attacking them beforehand. And how does Corey Graves know that they're in no condition to compete? How many times have we, we've, seen, we've seen a pre-match beatdown only to see the babyfaces come to and say, no, they're, they're fine, they're fine, we can compete? It's almost as if it was premature that Corey Graves was pushing, no, they're, they're not able to compete, they're not able to compete. Well, who are you to say? Did you get official word from medical staff? You know, it, it's like, wait a minute. No, they're baby faces. They should actually try to compete and then lose because of the pre-match beatdown. They could have easily still had the match and then chalked it up to the Usos' and tactics of getting a pre-match advantage because they were already softened up. But they're just afraid to have this match. I think they were afraid that the crowd would turn on it and that it was a snooze fest because of the Viking Raiders. To be honest, the Viking Raiders aren't that exciting. They're not that ex They're not. They're, they're kind of very... Just they're they're just wrestling characters. They have no substance to them. They don't even let them speak. So it's not all their fault. But we'll probably get this on a SmackDown. I think they looked at it and said, "Eh, this ain't this is not this is not you know premium live event worthy. This is a SmackDown. This is almost like a SmackDown house show. You know, hell, they have they have tag team championships every single Monday night and Friday night. So this will get resolved on SmackDown. All right." And then, uh, of course, we got the uh, main event with the men and their uh, their uh, chamber match. And again, this you know, CBS Sports actually gave this a B plus. I, I I don't. I mean, it's because of the outcome. Now, the match was it was fun, but I don't. The outcome to me really hurts it. And the fact that Lesnar just plowed through and carved through those uh, the, the competitors like a hot knife through butter. It was it's not good. Um, <clears throat> After the event, by the way, it was reported that Lashley would be out for 4 months to have shoulder surgery. But wait a minute. So I just I just read this. <laughs> uh I'm going to I'm going to search this out. Bobby, I'm going to search this out right now live on the air. Talk about being prepared for my show. Um so he Bobby Lashley reportedly dealing with shoulder surgery and yeah, it looks out he he's he is legitimately injured. He's going to be out for some time. Okay. You know what? As I said, it wasn't concussion-driven. It was shoulder-driven. Bad timing for Lashley, given that WrestleMania is six weeks away. Really bad timing. I feel for him. But also makes sense. That doesn't change my narrative. That I think it's just awful for the other guys that are there. Rollins, Riddle, AJ. Namely, um, among others, that they don't get to compete for a championship on their brand. Because Brock has essentially hoarded it. And Vince has allowed it. So... That's the biggest problem I have with it. But the match, the match itself, quality-wise, was, it was fine. You know, this is a fine match. I had no problem with the actual wrestling of the match. But, um, yeah, this is uh, this is not good. I, I hope the crowd turns on this at WrestleMania. So, also, we got no big surprises. We didn't get Cody Rhodes. Uh, there was rumors of him floating around that he could show up at the event in Saudi Arabia. They didn't. And we got no Rock, no Austin. Austin could be on the main event or the uh, Monday Night Raw to confront Kevin Owens, that's my guess. If they're gonna if they're gonna have a match, you gotta push it and promote it as long as possible. Hell, it's your biggest star ever returning to the ring. If that's the case, so we'll have to see how that plays out. <clears throat> I still could also see at WrestleMania Kevin Owens being the one to just take a stunner and, and get some beer port all, all over him, and it's not an actual match. I'd actually prefer that, believe it or not, because I don't want Austin in a match that I think is not worthy of his return. Sorry, Ko, love you. But it's Brock Austin, it's John Cena Austin, hell, even Seth Rollins Austin is more of a bigger match to me than KL Austin. I get it, but this shouldn't be his first match back. I could see it being like his second or third if he's going to go on "quote unquote" a quick small run, but not his uh, first. Either way, I'm I'm still going to watch, of course, and I'll still love it because it's Stone Cold Steve Austin, my God. So, um, but guys, one last thing I'll say: if you if you need to If you need a motto for a city, if you somehow are uh, afforded the opportunity to purchase a city, there's no better phrase to stick the tagline to for your city than it's different, right? There's no better way to say, you know, if someone were to ask, well, what's, what's your motto for the city? Like, if you were to describe your city to somebody, what would you say? And you would say, it's just different. Boy. <laughs> that is there's no better way to sell a city I'm being very sarcastic I, I couldn't believe that that's what Jeddah in Saudi Arabia wanted to say about their city it's just different every city's different by its very nature it's different how is it different <laughs> you know are, are, are you still oppressing women is that is that how you're different I would say yes uh, <laughs> I mean you're different is that necessarily in a good way nope um I look. I'm not going to get political here, but if your slogan is "it's just different," I mean that's almost as bad as New Hampshire, who has their state license, uh, state tag for their license on your vehicle. Uh, it says "Live free or die," right? Like they have death right in the license plate. <laughs> but to say that it's just different, uh, what? How? Oy. but every city's different, so I can say that about any city. So it's just weird. So anyway, uh, we got some political, uh, you know, motivation there from uh, Saudi Arabia. They're showing us with the special uh, special ed kids and things like that, trying to soften the public's perception of Saudi Arabia. Um, but I'll leave that as it be. I'm not going to get into all that. But there's always propaganda. That's the word I was looking for. Propaganda. Look, I have nothing against the the people of Saudi Arabia. I really don't. Um, just, there's no denying the things that are done in the country. Some of them, just like in the United States, the United States is no saint for God's sakes. But, you know, anyway, let's move on. Uh, thank you everybody for joining me here on this kind of quick recap. I'll be back on Tuesday for your, um, your Monday Night Raw review with a co-host, I believe. And then Wednesday will be your mailbag. So guys, we're into WrestleMania now. We are full blown into WrestleMania. No more pit stops, no more detours. We are in Wrestlemania season right now so um, I'd join you I'd invite you to join me on discord go to discord get in for a dollar all ad free of course you get the discord server shout out and uh, it's WWE podcast on discord you can also join us on uh, apple podcasts there there's a subscription and our website is going to be up and running very very soon with a subscription there as well, that gives you different content, including video recaps. And the website's been completely redone. You can check it out now. It's it's still in its developmental stages, but you'll get a sense of what it's like. So anybody, every, anyway, everybody, thank you so much for joining me. I've enjoyed this. I'll be back on Tuesday for your Raw Review. Until then, I'll talk to you next time. Let's talk about supplements for just a minute. The market of supplements is overcrowded, right? It's oversaturated. There's too many to choose from. You just don't know which one you want. You don't know which one's effective, what has potential harmful side effects. Well, I have one that I can tell you with confidence is not only not going to give you any of those negative side effects, but also will provide you with the energy that's sustainable. It doesn't have those crashes. And the product I'm talking about is called Energy Boost. It's from a company called Vitaly Boost, and they sell a bunch of other great products. But you can check out the website at vitaliboost.com. That's V-I-T-A-L-I-Boost.com. So what makes Energy Boost so great? Well, it's made from natural, clinically researched ingredients that include caffeine, B vitamins, and other energy-stimulating nutrients. And it's perfect whether you're working out, gaming, studying, or during those intimate times with your partner. Not only does Energy Boost give you sustained, powerful energy, it's also specifically formulated to avoid those negative effects that I was talking about that some people experience with just consuming caffeine alone. I, I'm a massive coffee drinker. I can tell you the crash is no fun, right? We all know that. Those of us that are Starbucks aficionados, or um, wherever you may get your coffee, we all know what that does. This is not going to give you that crash. And Vitality Boost, by the way, is a leader in the supplement uh, energy market. And customers absolutely love them. Right now, they have a 92% five-star review on JudgeMe. It's a third-party review platform that only accepts reviews from verified purchases. So you know they're not just creating these manufactured uh, manufactured reviews. These are real people reviewing the product, honestly. And 92% is a, an amazing, amazing uh, five-star rating review. So... Check out Energy Boost today, risk-free. You can go to VitaliBoost.com. Again, that's V-I-T-A-L-I-Boost.com. You use our promo code, WWE, for a discount. But if you're interested in learning a little bit more about the science behind Energy Boost, visit my Vitali Boost's health guide at VitaliBoost.com. Uh, again, V-I-T-A-L-I-Boost.com. And right there, you'll find information p- from peer-reviewed academic journals about the active ingredients in all of Vitali Boost supplements, all of these supplements, by the way, are made in the United States. That's cool. And a reminder, go to VitalyBoost.com and use our promo code WWE. You'll get a discount on Energy Boost and all of their other great supplements. So don't miss out, guys. Go check out Energy Boost. And again, it's VitalyBoost.com, V-I-T-A-L-I-Boost.com. V-I-T-A-L-I-Boost.com.
1: <laughs>